Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 79 of Getting It Out Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan Crayley. I don't think I say that very often, uh, which is probably a good thing. 
But um, yeah, that's my name, and this is my podcast, and I've been doing it now for 79 episodes, and you're listening to the, this, the 79th episode. How about that? You know, it'd be weird if I did like 79 episodes, and uh, I was talking to you on the 78th episode. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Might if you it might you could work that out. It could happen that way. I could record one in advance, but I don't do things like that. All right, I'm not that I'm not that advanced. Anyway, um, I am. Well, I am like. I could be advanced. Actually, this one's pretty advanced. I recorded this this interview with Jeff Helland of Horries. I wonder if I'm saying that name right. Not Horries. I think that's pretty accurate. Jeff Helland. What if it's Helland? What if it's um Jeff? What if it's Hef? How about that? What if it's Hef Hayland? I don't know, but I think his name is Jeff Helland. That's what I'm going to stick stick with. Actually, I'm just not going to say it again. This interview with Jeff from Horries. That's what this episode's about. Welcome to Getting It Out Podcast, episode 79. I'm feeling a little skittish so far on this one. That track that you heard uh, as the episode started, that was by a band called Anti Up out of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, shout out to Critter. And that that I believe the song's off of the record called, I think it's called Needles and Knives. The song was called Bridge Burner. It's out on Fast Break Records. You should go check it out. You should go buy it. You should go listen to it on Spotify or whatever streaming service. But most likely, you should just buy it. All right, in whatever form, um, support that band, support that label. Uh, Horries, who I mentioned on this is on this episode, doesn't doesn't quite sound like that. Went in a little different direction on this episode. We're talking noise rock. Do you know what that is? You're like, oh man, it's noise, it's noisy rock. I'm like, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, kind of technically, I guess that's pretty much exactly what it is. We'll talk about it though. Let's get into this episode. I'm gonna play that sweet ass rap song. That I know everybody loves. You know what? Actually, I was just on the internet the other day, and I saw uh, In Cold Blood posted a thing for, that they, for the episode they were on, and there was a guy that commented on there that was like, "This episode, this interview was great, except for that dumbass host who thinks he can rap." Listen here, fat fuck. I know I can rap. All right, these these raps that you are blessed with every week, uh, it's it's simply that. It's a blessing. You should be grateful. I'm grateful that uh, <coughs> that I'm choking on a French fry from two hours ago, um, but I'm also grateful that I'm going to live through it, and I get to hit the play on the button that makes the song come up now, so then we can go on the episode, and while <coughs> I do that, I can dislodge whatever's in here with a beer. Alright, here we go. Dark you know, when I started doing a podcast, I thought I found my calling, but there's something more there's a little something more I think I can reach into. I got a little more in me. I need to get it out. Just like the podcast. It's Getting It Out rap song from the Getting It Out podcast. And it feels powerful. I think you feel it too. I think you feel it too. But there's certain things that need to be said. Because I was thinking about it a lot lately. What exactly was I was thinking about? We'll have to break it down here. Just a little bit for you. Sitting at home trying to relax When I realize a podcast needs a rap It sound way better with they dog back But I got a spit quick on these Amish cats For big horns of shit on rumble strips Zeb sits back with a hundred kids But I know how shallow that gene pool is So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night When the sun don't shine on the dial bright While Von Scott lives the hard rock life Singing on the streets underneath the lights I got grocery lists of shit I don't like Gonna run them by old Mike on ice And like cops have a day with the butt drug tips This podcast will flip your lids so that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it out. 
All right, I'm back. We're ready to go. Um, I, I, I lied. I didn't get a beer. I got a Corona Refresca. They're, they're leftovers from the, the beach. And uh, the one thing that I know for sure about them is that they, they're terrible. They're awful. Uh, my wife got them, thought she'd like them. Doesn't like them so much. Um, but I will not let these things go to waste. I'll drink it. I'll drink anything. That's kind of the that's kind of the rule around here. Uh, if it's if it's in the little fridge with the glass door on it, I'll give it a shot. I'll drink it. So I'm having a Corona Refresca, and maybe after this I'll have a refreshing natural light, and maybe after this I'll have a nice uh, Red Hook uh, Raspberry Saison Ale, however you say that. Uh, maybe I'll have a um, 21st Amendment Blood Orange IPA. See, I'm all over the place. There's a there's a Miller High Life in there if I want to get real classy, drink the champagne of beers. My point is, don't judge me because I don't judge myself and I will drink it, whatever it is. I will drink it. Not like a crazy addict person, you know, but this is just, just kind of the way the week's been going. I can tell you, this, this has not been the best week. Which is a little bit of a shock because it came off of a, a vacation week. The vacation week was awesome. I had a great time in the Outer Banks with my family. Um, I believe everybody had a good time. I can't speak for everybody, though. It's me and three other girls in my family. So, you know, it can be... I don't, I don't know how emotions work. They're all over the place. But I think it went well. Uh, I can tell you, though, immediately when we came back, I had to go out to get cat food. <laughs> like I, I, I was asked to go out to get cat food. I never felt like the, I, I was obligated, but I was because I was told to. So I did. So I went to buy cat food, but I couldn't just buy cat food. I never, I never bought cat food in my life, and uh, I felt I've, I've always felt strongly about cat men. If you're a cat man, you know who you are, and we also know who you are. So uh, you're weird. Stop doing that. Stop having cats. Stop being a single man with a cat. That's not okay. Um, it's, it's creepy. Very creepy. You shouldn't be allowed to live in certain areas uh, if you're a single man with a cat. Knock it off, please. Okay, but anyway, so I went to, to buy cat food, and I, I did that, but as I was, like, buying cat food, like, you know, I, I'm having a masculinity issue here. I can't just I can't just come in here and buy cat food, and that's that's ridiculous. So as I was in the, the self-checkout, right before I checked out, I know I was, you know, running a little low. We just drove eight hours back from North Carolina to Pennsylvania. So I was like, I, I need a little pick-me-up anyway. Best way to counteract this cat food, throw in a Monster Energy drink, right? But I know I don't really like Monster Energy drinks, so I got to go with the zero sugar, zero calories, and uh, whatever that guarna thing is that they put in these things. What is that? Guarna, guama, guano. It's not guano. Remember that band Guano Apes from, like, Sweden? And they had that one song. I don't know how it went, but it was a good song. And there was like a video about snowboarding. Anyway, got a little off track there. Let's get back to it. I'm buying cat food and Monster Energy. and uh, it's, But it's the, like Monster Energy light. So I don't know if I counterbalanced my cat food purchase with a Monster Energy light or if I just, uh, the scales just tipped over because I went too far to that cat food side. I don't know. But anyway, that's how it started. That was Saturday. Um, Sunday, unfortunately, was a funeral for a very good friend of mine, um, and I, I, the little seriousness here, I was asked to do, uh, to, to speak at the funeral, which I had never been asked to do before, and it was truly an honor, and I hated that I had to do it, not had to do it, I hated that it, anybody was doing it, and I still hate that it happened, but uh, truly an honor to be able to do that for my friend, so uh, rest in peace, Jay Money. 
he was a he was a good guitarist, a good friend. Uh, he played in bands uh, like Lifeless and Dead and Buried. So if you're familiar with those two uh, rather heavier hardcore bands um, from the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware area, uh, you're probably familiar with Jay. There will be some for the local people. There will be some uh, show announcements coming up and tributes and uh, benefits for his family. That uh, if you're in the area, I highly suggest attending. Uh, might have something to do with that as well. And maybe we'll try to work on an episode that's uh, focused on him, his music, his stories. But I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned for that. Okay. So, on to um, the rest of the awful week. There's there's work. You you know how that is when you come back from vacation and uh, you got to go to work again. And the days seem uh, 16 hours long and you're not really doing anything. But uh, I I don't know. And then, then today, driving home. I got 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 caught behind a guy with a Primus sticker on his car. That's the worst. I mean, I'm going to see Primus play with Slayer uh, here on this last leg of the, the the 17th leg of the final tour on year four, whatever the fuck they're on now. But I believe it is the last time. But anyway, Primus is playing that. I recently went to see Primus. Uh, well, I went to see the band that opened for Primus, Mastodon, opened for Primus a year or so ago. Uh, I, I was able to avoid them then. I don't think I'm going to be able to avoid them this time around. They're going to be playing right before Slayer. So whatever. Ministry's there too. Ministry sucks too, okay? Uh, I won't be argued either way. I will not be swayed. My opinions have been made. I am a rhymer, not a short timer. That's all I got. Uh, I save the rest of my good stuff for my raps. Anyway, I'm rambling on. Uh, I just think Primus... Primus... Uh, is like for for athletes who play frisbee golf, you know. It's Trailer Park Rush. I I know I've been over this before, but uh, just seeing the Primus sticker on that bumper this week just really set me off in a bad way. But <laughs> I guess it wasn't too bad. All right, so let's 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 play a song from Horries so you can get familiar with uh, who exactly they are. And uh, what exactly we're going to be talking about here. This song is off of their upcoming split, a recently released split, I should say, with uh, Beige Eagle Boys. This one's called The Gladiator. Not like The Gladiator, like a, like a Spanish fella. Like The Gladiator. I don't know. I, I got to stop adding that accent on that. It's The Gladiator. Like D-E Gladiator. And it's maybe that's like a, I, I don't know. It's it's called the Gladiator. Listen to the song. Here it is.
Hello. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? It's Dan. Hey, Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. 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 I'm doing pretty well. Um, I, uh, I we're recording right away. I should tell you that. So, so we're recording right from the start. That's the way we do this. And uh, obviously, I got you on the phone here to talk about your band. But I've I've had a couple drinks, so I want to get <laughs> straight to like a really important question. And uh, I'd like your opinion. Is there a difference between pissing your pants and pissing into your pants? I think that all depends on if you're going commando or if you're wearing underwear. Yeah. Then you have that. Then you have underpants. You could be pissing into your underpants in your pants. That's true. I think it. I think I like the idea of pissing into your underpants because then you could like set them out in the yard. And then piss out into them, and yes. then, so you have like a whole. You could you could have like a drunk game, some kind of drinking game where you pee into your pants, and then you could pee into somebody else's pants. Too. <laughs> I think you can get arrested for that, but I think you can get arrested for peeing into your own pants, depending on where you're at. You know what I mean? But you, you don't think you could get arrested for pissing your own pants, like like just nah, walking around with the pants full of piss? I don't think so, but. Yeah, like cuz it, it cuz that way, you know, he's like, yeah, I had an accident. But yeah. <laughs> but if you like in, oh, uh, in, in my opinion then you, you got to like pre- Yeah, go ahead. You could pretend like you didn't know. Like what's up, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that once when I was a kid. And uh I remember I was in the mall and I know you you're down in, like Texas, right? Yeah. So I don't know if you had these stores. I don't know where you grew up exactly, but I was in the mall and we had KB toys and oh, uh yeah. I had to pee real bad. So I sat down in the middle of the KB toys and acted like I was looking at wrestling figures or some shit. And and then, like, ten minutes later, I got up, and my mom was like, what What happened? Why are you all wet? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I must have sat in something here. Like, <laughs> it didn't, you know, she, she was on to me, but it was, you can pee yourself in a KB toys is what I'm saying without getting arrested. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I'll. I'll yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll see. I don't know if they have KB toys anymore, but maybe I should test that out. <laughs> I. You know what? I have three little boys, so yeah. I'm not like. Oh, I'm not at all unfamiliar with pants peeing. So <laughs> the next time it next time it happens in public, I'll uh, I'll report back. As you as you should. I mean, this is, these are important things. That's why I th- that's why I thought we should start with this. But uh, <laughs> but otherwise. We're here to we're we're here to talk about your music, right? I hope so. Yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm a, I'm pretty I'm not that interesting outside of that. <laughs> well, we could get under the whole conjoined twin debate, but I think we'll wait we'll we'll wait for that one. But the your band your band. Why don't you why don't you tell people who you are and what your band is? So uh, my band is uh, Horries, and my name's Jeff. I play guitar and. Uh, we'll we'll use the word sing for lack of a better better right. term and uh, yeah I'm based out of Texas uh, I live in uh, a distant suburb of Dallas called Waxahachie it's kind of south of Dallas and the other guys are kind of spread out all over we just kind of use Dallas as the centralized hub that's where we rehearse and um, I'm a partner in a recording studio there so we kind of just use that as our default 
do where you you're from place. Do you get any people that that take that t- that have beef with that? Like I know when I when I was living in Baltimore for years, if you called yourself a Baltimore band but you weren't in the city, there was people that had a problem with that, and it didn't amount to anything ever. It was just, well, you're not really, and then they'd be like, well, yes, I am, and that was the whole thing. But is there people? <laughs> is there people in Dallas that feel that way? Uh, not really. I mean, there isn't so, it, that much of a scene in Dallas, and there's so much like a uh, suburban sprawl that uh, you wouldn't even be able to tell who was actually living in Dallas and wasn't, you know, there, sure. there's yeah. a town that I, I lived in for a long time called Denton, which a lot of bands, you know, there's a lot of bands from there. And that was, that was a beef thing. If you said you were from Denton and you weren't actually from Denton, then there were people that kind of got there, you know, got a little uptight about that, but um, not from Dallas. I mean, cause there's, you know, there's like, <clears throat> it would, Nobody knows where Irving, Texas is or Arlington or any of that stuff, so it's just easier to say you're from Dallas. Sure. Everybody kind of knows where that's, that's at. That's what the Cowboys do, right? Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. they do. Yeah. Texas Rangers, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Arlington's, it's all right. Nice. Well, you know, I say that. I don't want to bash Arlington. There's a really great uh, brewery there that puts on some killer shows, and they're like one of those only places that doesn't take anything out of the door they just love music oh, so they're cool. happy to have and that's so I, I, I don't want wading them to think i'm dogging on them <laughs> well good good There's, what, what is that what is that brewery did you, did you say what it's called i'm just curious uh, as a beer drinker i'm curious division brewery hmm. don't know it but cool yeah oh yeah it's a it's a like a. they don't even you know here you have to be a pretty big operation to bottle your own stuff and sell it in stores. The Texas laws are changing, but like you can't go into a brewery this year. I think they just changed it, but you can't go into a brewery and then walk out with bottles of beer. Oh, really? You, you have to, yeah, you have to buy it through a store. So uh, you can't even get like growlers breweries, or anything. Uh, some of them do that, but it's still a problem. Like they, yeah. I, I think there's, there's some places where you can't drink it in the store. You have to like, you, they can't do both. Right. So um, they just passed a law, I believe, that changes that. But for the most part, like a place like Division, they supply restaurants. So, you know, you, they gotcha. just sort of, they just do kegs and stuff for restaurants. And then you go in there and then they have like 20 different beers that they all make in-house. And it's awesome. It's a great place. That's cool. That sounds nice. We have we have a couple of them around here. And I'm, I'm in Pennsylvania. And like I said, I was in Baltimore for years, but I came back to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania had 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 these ridiculous liquor laws for the longest time and now like at one point you know you could only buy like liquor and wine in state-run liquor stores and then you could you you could only get a six-pack and 12-pack at a six-pack shop and you could buy cases of beer but only at a beer distributor like you could only buy cases like 24 and 30 packs at a at a different store where now it's finally like it's they finally got to where it's you know, gas stations and grocery stores and everything's just normal. Other than the liquor, you still got to go to a state-run store. But it's just funny from state to state how different these stupid laws are. Yeah, when I moved to Waxahachie, you couldn't buy beer or wine at a, at a grocery store or anything. You had to drive to a little town outside of here, and uh, so it was it was dry. And yeah, there's still yeah. some cities in Texas that way, but now it's I mean it's funny how quickly everybody forgets and. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's only been maybe eight years since that happened. I mean, that that poor little town 
called Rieger Springs. And I mean, all of, I think it only existed because of the beer stores <laughs> and they've all but shut down. You know, they right. only get the people who live real close to them now, but well, that's the way it goes, I guess. But Hey, let's talk yeah, more about horrors. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, um, you guys, you guys play what was called what I mean. I don't know how you feel about genres, but what you what you guys play is considered noise rock, correct? Yeah, I, I think that's that's what I would categorize it as. And now, like, I know what that is, of course, but it's not my main thing. How would you describe noise rock to people who don't who don't know it? Like, what bands would you reference? And like, to, you know, I mean, I know there's not many huge ones, but yeah, I mean, I think. Like the bands that I, I mean, the mainstream bands I think that I like and only the noisier parts of them, oh, shoot, I don't even know, like, right. what's on the radio anymore. Um, you know, I would say the roots are in some of the, like, the really old Stooges, probably, just that kind of, like, like what we do, there's a little bit of that rhythmic vibe to it, yeah. and um, just the kind of pulsating uh the aspect of it and i don't know i mean like my favorite bands are like today's the day u.s maple oxes um and newer bands like uh multi-cult or uh tongue party I, yeah i mean it's hard to it you know like my wife and speaking of my wife she's knocking on the door making fun of me right now <laughs> she's like making hump and move like <laughs> well mine usually does that <laughs> at some little, point too so <laughs> My my four year old's got his bare butt pressed up against the <laughs> patio window. We call that a pressed ham. <laughs> now I now I call it a pressed ham. Yeah, but yeah it's kind of hard. I mean, you know, I a lot of the people I you know I work with are like family members. You know, they it, it it's definitely hard to hard music to explain, yeah. and then it's even if you don't like. I think you call it in your podcast extreme music. If you don't yeah. like extreme music at all, you definitely not. It's going to be real hard to get the bulk of what we do. But I mean, we have some songs that are pretty accessible, I think. Right. Um, and you put like two of those on your playlist. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those are like, when people ask me, I usually play diet of change for people. That's typically the song that everybody's, Oh, okay. Yeah, this is good. And then I'll play. And then they get deeper. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take long to get deep. This is like one of those, those pools where the deep end there's no gradation it's just, <laughs> yeah, it just all right off, off. Into it. yeah <laughs> well how, how did you get into how'd you get into noise rock so i grew up in a little town in texas called van alstein which is like i mean when i was there it's 2700 people and it might have been an ethiopia it, it might as well have been ethiopia like it was <laughs> you know we couldn't the local cable uh affiliates wouldn't um carry mtv you know, we had no, for the longest time, we had no real reach outside of there. And until my brother started driving, um, we, we just didn't, we, what was ever, what was on the radio is what we listened to. Right. So he brought home, I think, and I, I know this isn't noise rock, but the first entree into it was that, that hip hop group, a tribe called quest where sure. we're like, Oh, there's stuff outside of the radio. Right. And then my first record was, uh, this is kind of sad cause I was, shoot 13 or something was uh uh or no i guess it was a little old and that was uh uh pj harvey that record rid of me and it's like a real dry sounding very raw you know lots of peaks and valleys 
And that was really what, what made me like jump right into weirdo. Like I just couldn't stand stuff I heard on the radio. It just didn't sound authentic. And that record really sounded like this woman has got to get something off her chest and she's by hook or crook, whatever happens, she's going to get it off her chest and she's pissed about it. She's pissed. It probably it costs money to do it. It's just all those things. (laughs) And it kind of satisfied that in me. And then, um, from there I went to things like, uh, Polvo and trying to think of other bands. And of course all the AMREP stuff like, uh, today's the day, Guzzard, Hammerhead, Helmet, Unsane, all that. And then it was just once, once I got into it and I started meeting people, um, like my senior year in high school, we'd moved around a bunch. I yeah. finally met people that um, were into that kind of music. So then the floodgates just opened and it was, you know, shows every weekend and seeing whatever I could um, to try to satisfy, to scratch that itch. And then it was just downhill from there. And I mean, there were times when I was in wormholes of music that, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard us maple, but they have a record called talker. And, um, to somebody who's not listened to that music, it's almost unintelligible. Yes. You know, and very non sequitur lyrics. And to me, that was like that, that record is like my Nirvana. Never mind. You know, it's the one that opened up all of the avenues of anything's possible. Well, that's it. I never, I never got. I don't know that record, and I never got real deep with noise rock. But of course, I know, like, I know, of, of, I know more than most. You know, more than the casual person. Um, but I think, I think for myself and for a lot of people, uh, the the band because of the video that most people identify the sound with is Unsane from the Scrape video. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like like if if anybody knows, I could say the Unsane video and i'm sure people are now going oh that's noise rock <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah. That, that that's there you go that's but you know like and but then there was bands that were kind of on the edge like like you said a helmet which you know i don't know however you want to define them but i mean i love like yeah time. yeah oh yeah i mean i I saw them on that the first like concert that I saw that really meant anything was uh helmet at today's the day. And it was like, it was 1994. So it was me nice. time. And today's the day was touring on willpower. And I'd never even really heard of today's the day. I'd seen the name on the AMREP comps and stuff. And, um, and I just kind of heard a little bit of them. It just blew me away. I mean, that to me, that record is, I said that other one was like Nirvana. Never mind where yeah. it was <laughs> the one. pinnacle of it, but like the perfect, I like a lot of heavy stuff too. And that was like a perfect record for, you know, just boy angst for, you know, I mean the guy, I think he wrote it after his father passed away. Yeah. And, um, that, that record to me is everything that's good about heavy music. It's emotive. It's pissed off. It can, it's really poetic. And I think at times, I mean, I think it's weird to say, but I think at times it's sensitive, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. it, it just, it speaks to that, you know, kind of inner that, I don't know, turmoil or whatever. I don't know. Right. It was a 17 year old kid or whatever. When I heard it, I was blown away. Couldn't believe it. What's that guy's name? Steve Austin. Is that yeah. today's yeah. the day? Steve Austin. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always, I feel like every other today is a day album I listen to. I like, and then the other ones go a little too weird for me. And then the next one, like kind of, I, and I don't even, 
I don't even know what I would ever define it as, but I just know some today's a day I love and others I don't feel it so much. But yeah, yeah, there there's some of them. Yeah, that get a little too, I don't know, uh, self like referential. Like it's almost like it's a good idea that's looped over and over. I know that doesn't you know every yeah. every song doesn't sound the same, but it right. kind of has that feel to it. I I totally agree. And some of them I think there's a great song, but then the the recording quality um something's off about it so you can't really quite enjoy it and then like that most recent record uh uh shoot something mother uh, i know i know what you're talking about i can imagine the cover but i can't think of what it's called either yeah there's a track on there called masada yeah and i really like the track and i hadn't really blasted it you know i hadn't really listened to it really loud and then one night i was coming home from rehearsal and i just decided to listen to that record and i just because you know years are kind of ringing from practice or whatever and just dimed it and yeah. then and i got like I, it made sense when it it was cranked that loud but you know like i said earlier i got three kids it's really hard for me <laughs> to experience things at that volume unless right. it's live right right it's funny how how much different to just listening to something i guess blasted the way it's supposed to be I, earlier tonight i was sitting down here and i threw on these headphones that I'm wearing now, which, you know, like studio quality headphones and then put on some music that people had sent in to listen to. And it's stuff I had heard before, but just to listen to it loudly with like proper headphones, it's like, damn, that sounds so much better. You know, it's just, it's, it's amazing what the, you know, the app, just how you listen to it can change the way it sounds. Yeah. Like I, you know, I'd never been a real fan of like death metal or, I mean, I always liked, the music and the kind of the, the people. Yeah. And, but the records never really struck me. And then I, I had gone to several shows with some friends of mine, you know, several years ago. And then it hit me like I got it because Dallas and Fort Worth are big in the metal. Like there's a lot of, you know, obviously Pantera and there's a lot of stuff that comes out of here. And, um, once I was around it live, cause I just, I was so busy going all these weirdo rock and roll shows. I never bothered to go see, you know, any mainstream stuff or anything like, you know, super heavy. Cause I didn't think I liked it. And then I show up to these shows and it's like just crazy loud and everybody's having a blast. And then it, it like made sense. You know, this is why, you know, these people, these bands have these huge followings and I, you know, I don't go to that many shows now at all just because yeah. of the kids, but, right. um, and then the, the band stuff takes up a lot of, a lot of free time, but, um, I love that. I, I love going to that stuff. And that, you're right. It's it's weird how that is. And I, just the I don't environment. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to attribute it to tinnitus or tinnitus or whatever, right. because I, I still don't think I'm losing my hearing. But <laughs> I, I I think it's something else. Like I think it's you know either either really dig that or it just turns you away. I guess. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Well, with with uh, with. What do I say with with this? With this, well, with, like, hold on. Sorry, I'm getting all confused here. Let's get let's go back to uh, to your band specifically, and you you got a you've got a split coming out. Is it this week? It comes out on the twelfth. Yeah, yeah. The, we had the pre orders up for a couple weeks, and then uh, the actual vinyl will it arrives this week, and then uh, Chris will start at Reptilian. will start shipping everything out this week. So that's that's super cool. It's with a band. Um, from Detroit called Beige Eagle Boys. 
Um, and they, they put out a record on uh, Reptilian that is just killer. And uh, Sean, the drummer and one of the singers in the band, he reached out to me um, last year. And the last tour we went on, um, it's all because he reached out to me. He had his, he was in a band called Grayling, and unfortunately, one of the guys, the like the main singer songwriter, he passed away. Yeah, and they were going to have a, kind of a final show and record release because they'd put a record together, and so he just like on a flyer just said like, "Hey, you guys want to drive up to Detroit and play a show?" And I asked the dudes, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then we booked the tour around it, and ended up. I mean, I mean that ended up being one of the kind of best experiences I've ever had. I mean, not only that show, but just being on tour with a band that, you know, I just, I've been in a lot of other bands, but they've always kind of been, uh, you know, like a composite band or, or it just didn't work out, you know, yeah, um, and this yeah. is one of those bands that every, everybody just has a good time. So being on the road with those guys is great. And me and Sean from Beijing Eagle boys, he's, he's a, just a cool dude. And, um, but that split, the songs we do on that are two. Um, we got two originals, and then we do a, a, a Cabaret Voltaire cover on there, which is pretty wild. But um, I forget the, off the top. They do, uh, shoot, what is the name of the cover they do? Oh, I can't remember. I haven't. I either haven't drank enough or should drink more <laughs> than I'll remember. Oh, I, I could probably tell you. They do, let's see. They do human leagues. Don't you want me? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it's badass too. They did it. It's and they have a real like straightforward, a lot of kind of insane vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, they, and they, I love. They're great. And it's kind of funny. Like we're, I think of the noise rock genre. We're probably on either end of the spectrum. We have a little bit more space and like, uh, uh. Uh, dynamics than they do. I, right. I hate to say, I don't mean that to sound derogatory. They're just like full on. Uh, the drummer in our band, when he saw that band whores, um, he said it's like being on the edge of a roller coaster. And that's kind of how Beige Eagle Boys is. It's like the scariest part of a roller coaster nice. at all times and just on 10. And, uh, you know, I love that. That's, you know, I, I can't do that because I'm 43 <laughs> now. I'm old. Right. But, uh, I love it. Well, is this, have you guys done any splits before? Or is this your first one with this band? That's our first one. Um, the, we put out three, seven inches last year. Crud, um, crud forms, right? For, yeah. And, um, and those are, I think I've just got, we stopped selling them online and only sell them in, in shows. Now we've only got like maybe four or five left of all three. The first one's totally gone. And then the yeah. other two just got a few left. Um, and then, uh, we're, at, we're, we finished up recording a full length to put out on reptilian and that'll be out like in the late fall. Um, and we just have a couple tweaks. We recorded it ourselves and it, that's, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's good because we saved a lot of money and it sounds the way we want it to, but it's bad because you, like the endless tweaking of, you know, guitar parts or vocals or, you know, whatever it is, but, um, yeah. that's going to be pretty fun well um you I, I noticed you guys do uh 
pretty limited releases. You're you're very productive for now three three EPs, a split, and an LP coming. But you put, you only put out like three hundred at a time, right? Yeah the the EPs were only a hundred each. Oh shit! Well, is there then, is what's the reason for that? Why so why so limited? Well, there's two there's two sides. One is um, I like I have a I was in a band a, a three piece band and um, I have two hundred. 12 inch EPs for like 175 sitting in the closet in my house. Yeah, I got so, a bunch of seven inches from mine, some in the in the garage, I think. <laughs> yeah, so that's part of it. And yeah. I mean, I have bands I was in 15 years ago that we uh, that we still have CDs available. Like you right. know, so that's part of it. The other part is that I I, I want to make urgent music. Like I want it to be. I want to constantly be producing, and I want. I don't want one thing to ever represent what the band is. And I think, you know, like you'll hear a band and they're, you know, it's a soft, the stereotypical sophomore slump where you know, first band, the first record was great. Sure. And, a, and the second record came out, but I wish it was like the first record. Well, in my mind, if you're constantly producing and everybody's got to scramble to get a hold of it, it's ever changing. And then your audience is constantly adapting to whatever you're producing. And if you, um, it's never stagnant. So, like, I have people, my least favorite songs, some people walk up to me and say they're their favorite because that was the first one they heard. Right, right. And, but that was maybe the, a song on the second Crutchforms or whatever. So, in my mind, like, having those limited releases gives a little, you know, that urgency in me to get it in people's hands. It translates to those people, like, I better get it before it's not there anymore. Um, and then also, it allows me to justify putting out three eps in a year you know yeah, uh, if, yeah. To, if not just get rid of them and i can just make more you know right um well are you are you yourself a record collector uh no i do have a, i have a small collection of just stuff that i like yeah but i don't speak out i just stuff i like i, I don't know and that, maybe that's a gray area too there's a there's one of your new questions yeah. Does a, do you collect records that are collectible or collect the ones you like collecting? Well, that's a you good. Know, that's actually a good question because I think I mean I think I would answer myself. I would answer like you just did. I, I have records of stuff that I like. I don't have a second copy of anything intentionally. You know, like it's just it's just stuff I want to listen to. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. I couldn't imagine like buying a. I don't, hell, I don't know what what's uh, you know something I you know uh, the first pressing of a I, I don't even know <laughs> I can't even think of things I don't like at this point but right. uh, yeah I mean I just it doesn't it doesn't interest me to to have things around that I'm not going to use you know it's like with uh, guitar gear and stuff I I may I pave I fund a lot of this of what we do through guitar gear and I I wouldn't consider myself a gear collector but dude do I go through it because. I just if I I'll get something if I don't like it I get rid of it and then the yeah. things I like I hang on to and that's kind of how it is with records I mean I have a core group of I probably have fifty and I listen to either the digital versions or the vinyl versions regularly right. so I you know I, and there's something I mean I have some some stuff I probably wouldn't listen to I mean I have my stuff I I, I don't really listen to that that much because I play it so often but um, you know I I guess there's some things I have that I have because I know I can't get them again. Yeah. And maybe I'll want to revisit it, but 
for the most part. And then I like I, I know I keep referencing my kids, but I can't have records out with a four, seven, and an eight year old. I mean, I, that'd be frisbees in the yard. I get it. I'm we're, I'm I'm past that point now. Got to I have a twelve year old stepdaughter, and my daughter just turned six the other weekend. So I feel like I'm I'm over, I'm over it. Like it's all I'm in the clear as far as. Yeah, but as soon as I turn my back, I'm wrong. But you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that six is still tricky, though. Six is like a hey, let's see what this does to this kind of phase. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. Like we, we, yeah, my seven year old's kind of like that. You'll see him. Like I wonder if this screwdriver will go through the speaker. Like you, I've seen that where he's like holding it, looking at the speaker and the the screwdriver, and he's looking at both of them. I'm like, dude, just step back, back away slowly. <laughs> And now, yeah. I mean, I, like my all my gear. We're about to leave on tour. I'm like, all my gear's here. And they just like we played a couple shows over the weekend, and all this they just messed with everything. All the knobs are all the different places. <laughs> and you know, one of these days, I'm going to find a you know spaghetti in one of the inputs, or you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's what they're good for. That's <laughs> how you're we, keeping we, you on your toes. Yeah, yeah. We we, we actually, my wife and I, right now this week have a kid-free week. They're both off with their other parents. So we're just talking. We're just going on about how 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 they're just such idiots. Our children are just such morons, you know. <laughs> like, like in general, like all of them, they're just idiots. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, we we call ours turds. They're yeah, just turds. They're yeah, like yeah. they're there to kind of ruin your day, and then make you feel bad about you feeling bad. You know, yeah. like yeah, you yell at them, and then you want to kick your own ass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why did I say that? Yeah. Why, why do I call them turds? Because they are. Yeah. No, they're not. They're speedwood lanes. No, they're not. It's just that constant, like, reinforcement of you're just Jeff. You're an asshole. Like, just yeah. just, just just admit it to yourself finally. Because they're going to be screwed. All kids are screwed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what we're. That's what we. Well, it's funny because we we always talk about how when when our parents call, you know, we're like, ah, God, that's how my daughter knows my mom's calling. I go, ah, and she goes, is it grandma? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, she's, this is good. This is what's going to happen when I call her, you know, not yet, but you know, it's coming. Yeah. But it's just, it's just a funny, funny to watch. They're idiots. Yeah. They <laughs> like, my kids have never, they've never seen me play. Yeah. And occasionally we'll like, um, try to talk them into, you know, like, and I, you know, I don't want to force them. And then the other thing is, is I don't want to saddle my wife with three little kids while I'm up there sweating my butt off, screaming my brains out. Sure. Yeah. And, um, in a packed house or whatever, but then like they'll act sort of interested in it. And then you'll say like, Hey, you want to go to show playing all ages or, you know, something coming up and they look at you like, are you crazy? I don't want to, <laughs> why would I go do that? You're, I'm a child. The stupidest thing I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh man. All right, well, so this this split comes out on the twelfth, but also you have the the compilation for the crud forms, right? Yeah. So we, um, Chris, when he so he approached us through Sean from Beige Eagle Boys about the split, and then um, we played a show in Austin, and he's down there now, and so I ran into him, and so uh, we talked about the the full length and kind of in those conversations, like, hey since you're almost sold out of this stuff, let's, let's put that out so people can, you know, we can keep, um, people getting it in people's hands and, you know, uh, have stuff to sell for tours and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, so we remixed it, uh, Brit who's in the band. He actually, before he was in the band, um, 
well, he still has a recording studio in Fort Worth. So he actually recorded, mixed, and mastered those. So when we decided to kind of re-release and, you know, compile everything, he was happy to remix them. And he did a, it was, it sounds really good. I think we, you know, along, part of producing all of that stuff so much, you know, being so productive is that you don't always, and I, I don't have a problem with it. You don't always get the best, best mix or the best take of things or you, you know, but in my mind, it's, it's, you're constantly producing. So this gave us an opportunity to go back and kind of remix some things, bring the bass up here, like pull some effect off of vocals that I ended up like not liking or yeah. whatever it is. And so it's even the people who have the three seven inches will still find something in there. And then also you can jam it your car or whatever if you don't right. stream stuff so that's cool but and we so the way my vision for this is that the correct form stuff will just continue so like in 2020 we'll do another three and then um in 2021 there'll be another full length and then so we'll alternate every year so just constant mass production of of music you know nice. and so eventually there'll be you know, like I tell my wife, like I'll be 60 and they'll be like crutch forms 37 or whatever it is, and, you know, and that's, that's cool. like my dreams. I, I, I like shit like that. And I know that sounds kind of like a simple statement, but like, just see that now, but then it would annoy me if I were to get in at like five and then needing the, the four before, you know what I mean? Like that would, that would drive me nuts to to not you know not have the complete collection that that's where I will be dumb about a collection where I'll be like oh I need I need you know oh, but <laughs> I just heard that term it's called a completionist yeah well that, 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 I'll be that <laughs> yeah well that is funny because I like the first one I'll get messages regularly about hey can you uh, I know you got some hidden and I'm like no I really don't I have my copy and that's it and then I know where there's two. But um, it's the the record label they were on called Dreamy Life. They have a an, an outlet like an actual physical store too. Yeah, and they have two. Apparently, they have two copies that have just been sitting there. So I keep shoveling people over to them, and I I, I don't know. Maybe well, they sold here, them. And they didn't tell me, but here is your opportunity, and I'm a little disappointed that you haven't taken it to uh, <laughs> exactly. make make a bit of a scavenger hunt, Nicholas Cage in a hidden treasure style. You could set yeah. this up perfectly. You unfortunately you just gave up the pot of gold right there. But oh. just don't next still don't hopefully they won't listen and next time someone asks just you know have it ready. Just be like here. Yes, there is two. I tell them there's one. If there's two, they won't be so they won't be out in a rush. I got this all figured out. This is perfect. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so and then, I, and then- but then you can have a new one when the second one rolls out. Like, uh, you know, you know that would. Hey, here's the plan. So what we'll <laughs> do is on tour, I'll plant some of the remaining copies in like out of the way record stores in like you know some little BF town in the middle of nowhere. Just like plant two copies, and then somebody calls and I'll give them clues, and then we'll leave little, little Easter eggs all over the place. That's that's a good plan, Dan. That is, that. that's, you know, that's, that reminds me of that serial killer, Israel Keys, where he would just leave a kill bag everywhere and in case he wanted to kill somebody there. So, I... Really? Yeah. Something I mean, like I'm that. I'm fascinated by all that stuff, but I, I guess <laughs> I, 
I, which what, what was his what was his name? Did he have like a moniker? I, or uh, I don't know what his real one was. Um, he was really into new metal. I know that, but I don't. Oh wow! So <laughs> yeah. Really, pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Hmm. That's but, something that terrifies me. Is that like? And I'm new on metal. A, like, my wife will tell you. Before we got a dog, I was terrified. Like all the like when I turned when we got married, I turned into like in protector mode. Yeah, real like stereotypical dude stuff. But I couldn't sleep. Like I would hear a noise and I would wake up like I'm gonna kick some ass, you know, which I'm not really <laughs> like that. But, yeah. Um, this one night, I don't know why I'm telling you the story, but one night um, it had frozen here. It was a late freeze and it had been real wet, so all the dead leaves and crap. Um, it froze right on top of the grass and all the dead leaves. So it made yeah. a sheet of ice in the backyard. Well, as it started to thaw, which it started to thaw in the middle of the night, it sounded just like footsteps. Right. And I was terrified. I was like, this is, there's some serial killer out here that has been waiting for this moment their entire life. He just waited for the crunchiest and, night. That... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this will be the night. Yeah. The ice crunchy guy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. We were watching a lot of serial killer shows or something and my brain was just on overdrive again. <laughs> All right, so hey, are you gonna? Is there gonna be uh, like any kind of record release shows or tours with the release of this? So yeah, we go, we leave, uh, or we have a tour this week. We start uh, Friday in Athens, Georgia, and then we run up the East Coast. We play a show in Baltimore at, um, I guess, the Baltimore Tattoo Museum. They're having a, like an anniversary show, so we're playing oh, cool. that at Metro Gallery. Then um, we have a night off in. Philly, we're going to go see uh, Cherubs in Lodos play. Nice. And then uh, Brooklyn, we actually then play in Philly on Tuesday night. Then um, Pittsburgh, Detroit at a like a house show basement party. Then Chicago and uh, Indianapolis. So a short run, but lots of miles and really only one day off. So oh, you're hitting um, all the big yeah, cities got- too. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're too old to – I mean, we got lives and endless complications with kids and families right. and all that. So, you know, we're going to make every night count as much as possible. And uh, I'm I'm too old to be in a van for – you know, it, uh, the van part of it I could probably do and sleeping on floors. I could probably do that. It's the just the rigor of playing as intensely and uh, we, we don't have like – melodic interludes or we don't we don't slow down there's maybe one song that is although it sounds a little down tempo it's a lot of lot going on so your brain's so always on and you're always engaged in it and uh i don't know that i could do two or three months on the road i mean some guy came up to me and said hey i'll you know i'll pay you to do this stuff and make it worth your while i'd probably revisit that statement but (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) As we talked about earlier, not a lot of people even get the references that you know, right, you have right, to, yeah. You have to like squeeze in things <laughs> like Stooges and you know the the. I had to one day. Uh, uh, what was that stupid band from um, that uh, from England? And they were like kind of garagey. Starts with an S. Anyways, Strokes. Was that Strokes? One? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody was like, oh, it sounds like the Strokes, and I had to, like, compare to all this stuff they were saying. That's kind of the closest thing, but not really. Like, 
Well, I only like, because it has guitars and you know. You know what's funny is that like you could say like the stupid band from England that sounds kind of garagey who starts with an S and I can get it on the first guess. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> you can describe a noise rock band to most people, and it would it would not end. You could you could go down to the, like doing their name in Pig Latin, and they still wouldn't get it because nobody would know who yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I hope I hope people are listening to Horries, and even even Beige Eagle Boys. I, I actually I'm aware of them from their previous record, so uh, I'm glad to see you guys are teaming up on this one. And I think this one's a cool record. I've been listening to it. And uh, Reptilian, I always like seeing things come out on Reptilian because that's uh, that was was at least around here for a while. I thought. But uh, yeah, I've go ahead. several of those records that you know I've liked. Of course, like some of the newer stuff, and then they put out a really great Dwarves record. And I mean, Chris has just been cool. I met him when I was we played a was in a band called White Drugs, and we played the amphetamine reptile anniversary show and i met him up there and then when we played in austin last year he was like hey you remember me and he's just a good solid dude right. I mean, he's just and from all accounts he's always been straight up with people and uh, he's always treated us really well and he, i mean it's rare that you get a guy this day and age just walking up to you and say hey if you ever want to put out anything let me know and that's just oh um, yeah extremely yeah yeah yeah, that's pretty awesome. And is 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 reptilian the plan from in the foreseeable future, or are you taking it release by release? Uh, probably release by release, but I don't see what there isn't anything that. I mean, I don't. I just don't even know. I, I mean, he, he may say, you know, say la vie or whatever, right. or he, you know, we haven't even really talked that mm-hmm. far into it. We just kind of get through release by release and. The seven inches, I'll probably just continue doing the the crud form stuff, doing by myself. Yeah, because I like to make them a little more like, you know, craft, make them my way, and uh, not worry because you can't make money on a hundred run of seven inches. I mean, sure. I don't make any money on those; I break even. So, um, and I well, don't I can I can tell you if you do a five hundred run, you can't make any money on them if nobody buys <laughs> yeah. them because that's yeah. that's what happened with ours. Uh, but yeah, uh, so, I mean, we'll, I, 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 sorry, I wanted to ask you a question about the the Crudforms EPs and the artwork. What the fuck? What, what are what are these artworks, and why do they look so gross to me? Or is that stay well, a mystery? Uh, no, it's not a mystery. It's um, so the first one is that is meat. So I'm not like a big hunter or anything, but yeah. um, I had an opportunity. There's a lot of people around where I live hunt a lot, and my brothers in law hunt. And, um, so I got an opportunity to go down to a deer lease um, a couple of years ago, and not with the intention of shooting a deer, but with shooting hogs because feral hogs are like a huge. I heard area. they're awful down there, right? Oh yeah, you can't go anywhere without seeing them. And so, anyways, I shot a hog, and then we brought it back. Um, we field dressed it out there, brought it back to my house, and we processed it in the house, and that's. A- close-up picture of the hog meat we ate on for geez i mean we probably had some remnants of that for a year but it was we ate them it solid for six months wow and and then the others like a pumpkin at pumpkin time or your pumpkin, pumpkin Halloween time. time were you six what the hell <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> uh and then the other is uh cabbage 
from we have two vegans in the band so of course we had you know somebody who's cutting cabbage thought that'd be a better alternative than uh meat i was you know i thought it was cabbage that's i'm amazed at myself for nailing cabbage though i'm sure anybody who looks at it now will be like yeah dumbass that's obviously cabbage but i feel good about myself we're good yeah yeah finally right yes yeah (laughs) but and then the the guitar one, the uh, cover of the the compilation CD, that was from our first show. Um, I had made the like last minute the guitar adjustment decision to raise my guitar up so it wasn't like hanging really low. Yeah, and because it's just easier to play, and right. I thought, well, my nerves might be kind of shot or whatever, and I'll leave it up higher. Well, of course, it didn't matter. I just busted my hand open on the bridge and just. <laughs> I mean, you know, 30 minutes of bleeding will looks pretty cool on an album cover after, you know. It's all worth it then. Exactly. You know, that's all yeah. it takes. It's just a little blood and guts and right. people believe you, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's authentic it's, at that point. Exactly. You can't argue that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Jeff, thank you for coming on and talking about your band and about your upcoming records. Is is there anything you want to you want to plug or not plug necessarily because we did that? But do you want to tell people where they can find uh, your music? Yeah. So um, all the releases for you know the release we've been talking about they're in, they're available for pre order now at uh, reptilianrecords.com. and then uh, the crud form stuff at least for the, the time being, will all be available on uh, Spotify. I don't necessarily foresee us changing that, but um, I don't know. You know how that stuff goes. Sometimes you, change, right. you know, it's better to pull it down for a while. But um, And then we have um, a, a song called Crap Czars, which was on a AMREP uh, Dope Guns uh, comp. That's just the only place you can get that. There are a couple copies floating around um, from the bands that were on that. Uh, and then YouTube has a clip, has that, but other, otherwise there's no digital versions of that, but yeah, Spotify is the main place and, you know, and, uh, we have links to that, all that stuff on our Facebook. Um, and we have a band camp, but right now there's nothing for sale on there cause everything's sold out. So well, that's a good problem to have then. So far. Yeah. 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 We'll see if we can continue that trend. Well, I think so. I think it's a good record and I think people will grab it up pretty quick, but thank you again, Jeff, for coming on. It was a very a fun talk for me. Man, I appreciate you calling, and it's rare these things that have some levity to them, so I appreciate uh, <laughs> you bringing some humor to it, not just uh, you know straight questions or you know any of that stuff. It's fun. That's what I go for, so I'm, thank you for saying that. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've listened to some, a couple of the other podcasts. You know, I listened today to the one with uh, Alex from Entombed, and that was great. You know, it's just... Yeah. Casual conversation, but it hits all the points, and then you get to find out about people too. It's really right. a lot better than those ones where it's just stock answers and crap. So. Yeah, sometimes you fall. I fall into that without even realizing it, and I, I get kind of annoyed by myself when I listen to it later. And yeah, you know, like shit, that that kind of happened. It happens, but yeah, I try to keep it try to keep it light. So I, I, I seriously, I appreciate you saying that. That, that. That's that's what that's the whole idea, and that's I'm glad to hear it works. Good, yeah. Keep doing it. Thanks, man. All right.
So there you go. That was my interview with Jeff of Hori's. Uh, and that song there at the end, that was called Part Knox. And that, again, is from Hori's off their split with Beige Eagle Boys. Beige Eagle Boys. Um, I, wish that, I wish that song was called Hard Knocks. Because I love when I love when people say they go to the they went to the school of hard knocks, and it's usually some loser who didn't graduate and then got too many tattoos. Like man, that's a stupid ass school. They got a bad curriculum. You came out like an idiot. Everybody there deserves to be fired because all their graduate their whole graduating classes are people that are not so smart. <laughs> how about that? How about that? if that's the way things work? To like. You're shitty at your job. You can't have it anymore. <laughs> Just imagine. So many people wouldn't have jobs. It's, oh, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. But it's done. That's it. That's all for this one. That's all for this one. So thanks to Jeff for coming on and having that conversation with me. Thanks to you guys for listening to me be amused by myself so often. It's got to kind of get annoying, right? That, like I just almost went silent due to laughing at my terrible jokes. But that's why they're so funny to me. Because they just are. All right? it's, my, it's that perfect sense of humor I have. Best sense of humor uh, in the world, maybe. It's up there. I, I, I'm, willing, I'm willing to take on uh, some challengers, but I don't, I don't think they'll make it. I don't think they can beat me. Anyway, next week's episode is recorded and done. And I want to tell you that, I want to give you a little heads up. That one is with uh, Drew, uh, Drew Maxi, I believe I say his last name, uh, from the St. Louis hardcore band Time and Pressure. If you haven't heard him yet, go check him out. Get a little pre-educated. Pre-education is what they call that, pre-education. Um, the, we, had, we had a cool talk, much like Jeff and I just had a cool talk. If you haven't gotten, uh, I mean, you should have ordered the new Hori's records as we were talking as you're listening to the podcast if you haven't go to reptilianrecords.com and place that order I just did you should too and you should also reach out to me if you want to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever it's getting it out podcast at gmail.com go to the Instagram follow that at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast you could uh, send me your music if you want me to play on this show I'll gladly play this play your songs here um, if you haven't heard lately I play some weird ass shit sometimes even if it's really bad I still might play it might do one of those at the end of this one um, you can do that by sending me an email at getting it out podcast at gmail.com there is the Facebook page www.facebook.com slash getting it out podcast go follow everything dark satellite media i really do want you to check out some shows on there this week i listened to a great one from ill street news uh they had howie abrams on if you don't know who howie howie abrams is um you should go listen to that one it was a that was a fun uh unexpected episode i knew who the guy was i didn't know he'd have such good stories oh that was a little naive and stupid of me so go go to ill street news check that out um, check out the latest episode of Brooklyn Blast Furnace with What's His Nuts from Urban Waste. Uh, everyone but us still has that episode of uh, with Rob from Born for Pain. Anyway, that's that's my point. There's a lot of them. Go check out anything on Dark Satellite Media. You won't be disappointed. And if you are, it's not my problem. <laughs> it's just my suggestion. So, that's it for this one. Um, anything else? Anything else to plug? No, I don't think so. I'm going to play you a song from... Uh, actually, you know what? Let's stick to the split we were talking about this whole time. This one's called uh, called "You're Bleeding" and it's from Beige Eagle Boys. And you can also get this off of Reptilian Records from their split with Horries. How about that? Listen to this one; it's a good one. All right, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, bye bye. Share. My uncle used to do that.